Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Odd Couple. Um, I'm Jason Utah. I'm Rabbi Alon Joseph. And we have been away for a few weeks, but uh, we're back on track and yeah, looking forward to uh, an exciting year of some interesting talks. I can't wait. It should be awesome. So tell us a bit about your holiday. What happened and... So a very interesting, a very interesting thing. So since this was Rabbi Cranus's idea, and unfortunately he passed away over our little December break that we've been away, um, tonight will be dedicated in his memory and in his honor since this really all started off with him. And uh, when I was in Israel over the December holidays, I happened to be there just after he passed away. And uh, I went to go do a mitzvah of what's called Nichum Avelim, of comforting the mourners. And it was one of the most interesting experiences that, um, that I've been to. Normally, when you walk into a shiva house, into a house that's lost someone, especially of, of, of Rabbi Cranus's stature, I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure to see how the family was going to be reacting. How were the kids going to be? How was his wife going to be? You know, what was the atmosphere? Um, and after being there for a very short amount of time, one of the sons said to me, you know, you've been very close to my father for many years. You've been so involved in the shul. What memories do you have of him? And we spent about the next two hours with the family just sharing memories and, and discussing about who he was and his personality. And when I left, I left with a, a very big sense of, of inspiration. And it was an interesting thing that, it wasn't this environment. Yes, everyone was sad. Everyone was, you know, was mourning the loss of such an incredible individual. But there was also this, this, this celebration of an individual's life of what someone can achieve if they really put their mind to it and not looking at the negative, but looking at the positive and really what you can achieve in a short amount of time. And it got me thinking um, about so much about a person's life. And when I was thinking about this week, so we're going to, please God, be reading, starting a new book, the book of Shmois, our second book, the book of names. We're now going down to Egypt and our exodus starts. This is when things start to go bad for us. Right at the beginning, we go down, we start becoming slaves and it um, doesn't, doesn't look like it's going to turn out so well. And um, it, it got me thinking about Rabbi Kranis. I remember the first, the first um, Rosh Hashanah, that he had in, in the Orsamach Gelaman Ashul was in a tent outside. And everyone said to him, why are you starting an Orsamach in the middle of nowhere? There was nothing else around there. What are you, what you doing? And his, his attitude was, there's all Jews here. Imagine what we can achieve. It wasn't normally when a person's going to move. If you think about Yaakov in the beginning of the book of Shmos, Jacob's going down with his family to Egypt. He's got these doubts. You know, is it going to be okay? Am I going to be able to support my family? What's going to happen? And you can go through all of these very negative mindsets that can hold you back tremendously. But I think Yaakov says, hold on a sec, this is part of God's will. This is something bigger. And he moves down looking at that because he sees that there's positivity in it. And when I was thinking about Rabbi Cranus's life, that was the same thing. It was about looking at what you can achieve and not what you can't achieve. And I know we were discussing a bit about self-doubt that people have. And you had a beautiful analogy that you shared with me about it that maybe you can share with everyone as well yeah we'll chat about it in a minute but i mean what really stands out for me also what you mentioned around his life is that you walked into the shiva house 
and you actually felt leaving inspired. And I mean, it's just quite amazing that even in his death, that is the feeling that you get whenever anybody interacted with him. He did have a feeling of when you left there, you were a special person. You were the only one that was really important and you really did leave feeling inspired. And um, I think what he did achieve in his life was phenomenal. And as you said, he always looked at the positive side to the consequences. Um, so the story that I was chatting to you around earlier on is around self-doubt. So self-doubt, if you have a look at doubt and draw a line across the page and in the middle of the page, you call that line doubt. At the top of the line, you've got action and underneath the line, you've got avoidance. And most of the time, whenever we hit our heads on doubt, it's we're going into the state of avoidance. You're not moving through that line into action. Hmm. And that's where Rabbi Cranus was really different to anybody else. He never, ever had the self-doubt. Or maybe he did have the self-doubt, but we never saw it. Yeah, you know, I think, I think everyone has self-doubt. You know, I was thinking just right now, we're starting, you know, a new year. Um, school start this week. You've got everyone's, you know, coming back to a new year. And everyone's thinking, you know, how's this year going to be? What's going to be? Is it going to be good? Isn't it going to be good? We're starting maybe a new venture. Maybe we're picking up something. There is, there is tremendous self-doubt at the beginning of, of something. Someone said to me, you know, the night before they always start, their, their, their work or their new year, they, they always, they don't sleep the night before they have it. Like they have a very restless night because they're so worried about, about what's going to happen the next day. So, so common. Um, it's know, so common. It's an amazing thing. It's crazy. You know, cause yeah. I've been off work for a little bit. I'm scared to come back. There's, there's this massive doubt. What's going to happen to me? You know, how are things going to be? And, and the self doubt fills us up so much. It, it becomes all consuming. Um, and, and, and it just got me thinking about that as well. That, you know, so we'll avoid this, we'll avoid that because that self-doubt can be self-destructive. But it's so beautiful because you mentioned that it's about perception. There's, there's doubt, but there's also opportunity. So you, and it all just, you know, yeah. If you have a look at the, the other side to doubt, doubt comes from three places generally. So number one is the world that we live in. And so maybe people, when Rabbi Cranus came here to open up the shul, People are saying, you're mad. As you said, where are the Jews? What, I mean, who's going to come to the center? And um, there's a perception around being silly or not actually following through. I, you're just not good enough or maybe now's not the right time or, or have you thought this through? And so we, there's that one point um, that we don't actually have a look at on the, on the opposite end of the doubt side, seeing, well, what if these things actually do come true? And then the yeah. other side is actually a choice. So we do always have a choice to say, well, listen, I understand that there's doubt, but I do have a choice to actually do something about it. 90% yeah. of the time, what we do with that choice is we then go back into avoidance and we say, all right, well, I'm not ready yet. And everybody was right. So maybe now isn't the right time. So I'm not actually going to go ahead with it. Hmm. That causes you to not move forward. Whereas if you feel that doubt and agree that it's there and say, listen, I'm not going <laughs> to agree with you this time. I'm going to make a choice and actually do something about it and move forward. It really does change the outcome. And hmm, the, hard interesting. Part, the hard part around it is creating a whole new habit because we are in a habit of going towards avoidance as soon as you bump your head on doubt. 
Yeah. So how do we do that? Create a new habit. Yeah. How do we how do we change how do we change to focus on on possibility and not and not and not that avoidance? How do we start moving away from that that you know I was you know, I was listening to this little video that I was using in some corporate training by Ben Zander. He's, you know, he's one of these incredible, I don't know if you've ever seen these things, he's this incredible conductor. Yeah. Um, and he says, you'll have people who play the most incredible music. But he said, there's always this person, there's you playing the music and then there's the person behind you. And he said, that person behind you is the voice in your head. And yeah. that voice in your head, you know, says to you as you're about to play this piece, ooh, that's a very hard piece. Are you sure you're going to manage it? <laughs> or, you know, you, you come, he says, oh, you know, last time you missed this. I hope you don't miss it again. And he said, you've got this voice in your head. And if you're wondering what it is, it's that voice that's talking to you now. And it's that voice of, of doubt. It's yeah. that voice that always creeps in. But he said, we have to believe in ourselves. We have to see those, those possibilities. Instead of looking at, at the negative, we have to focus on, on the positivity. Exactly what you're saying. It just reminded me of that. And I thought it's so... It's so beautiful and that really does encapsulate Rabbi Craner's I think so much that he had this ability to to see the opportunities and to just go with it. He wasn't really concerned whether it would work or not. He said, Well, imagine if it does work, imagine what we can achieve. When so many people look at the negative, he was the one who looked at the positive and said, Yes, but if it does work, imagine how great it will be. Where I think most people in the world say, But if imagine if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be a failure. It's gonna be terrible. And, and, we, and we destroy ourselves where he had that ability that he wasn't worried about that. He was just worried about influencing people and getting people to be closer to Hashem. That's what drove him. And I think it's an amazing lesson we can learn from him. 100%. And then, so my response to what could we do is ask yourself, what would Rabbi Cranus do in this situation? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But at the end like of the day, it really is. It's about creating a habit. And the more that you recognize the doubt popping up and the more that you challenge yourself to overcome that doubt and look at the positive, the easier it does become. We are human yeah. and doubt's always going to pop into our mind. But what would Rabbi Cranus do? That's a good question. I like that. That's what people can ask themselves for the next week. When you're doubting something, just ask yourself, what would Rabbi Cranus do? Focus on the positive, focus on the potential focus on the possibilities and go out there and achieve great things. And that's it. And have a lovely week. Have a lovely week and have a beautiful Shabbos. And I'm looking forward to next week again. Cheers guys.